picture with me. You're sitting at home, just watching TV, playing video games, and you get to thinking about what your future might look like. What's in that future? Do you want a, a family with a big house? I bet in whatever vision you have for the future, you're successful. Whatever that success looks like, no matter how you define it, maybe success for you is the standard American dream with a good job and a nice house and a, and a good family. Maybe your version of success is just a big family with lots of kids and lots of family members. But maybe you dream of being part of something bigger than yourself and doing something for God. No matter what your version of success is, I believe there's one question that you have asked yourself. What do I do to be successful? No matter what success would look like in your life, you want to know, how can I be successful? What do I need to do? What steps do I need to be taking? I'm Josh Cave, and I've asked this exact same question. In fact, I've spent my entire life asking questions. And those questions have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. Today, I'm joined by my wife, Molly Cave, as we discuss success, because I believe there really is one answer to the question of how to be successful, and I want to share that with you. But before we get into that, let's cue the music. Welcome to the after youth podcast where we answer questions so that you can lose doubt and live confidently for god we pray that this episode helps you in your christian walk if you enjoy our content please support us by subscribing wherever you're listening or watching and give us a five-star review when you do that you help people all over the world lose doubt and live with confidence if you have a question you would like us to answer in one of our episodes you can reach out on one of our social media platforms or email us at afteryouthpod at gmail.com. Let's jump into the episode. Success is one of the things that I think about in my life a lot, for for better or for worse. And sometimes when I, I get to thinking about it, it can be really discouraging because I haven't lived up to the level of success that I was hoping for, or maybe things have been going pretty well and I'm, I'm moving, I'm grooving, everything is working the way I want it to. And I feel really good. But regardless, whenever I think about success in my life, it seems like it can be just a roller coaster of ups and downs and goods and bads. And it can be really challenging. And I know a lot of people well, everybody wants success. There's nobody out there that's like, I, I don't want to be successful, you know? But I know for a lot of people, they can experience those same ups and downs. Or maybe you give, you've given up on your dreams altogether because they didn't seem achievable. But today, I want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Let's just talk about success, how we can get there, and what it looks like. So Josh, in all this talk of success, which sounds great, would you say that there can be a um, selfish aspect to striving for success? Yeah, absolutely. And even in my own life, you know, it's very, very easy for me to get caught up in the selfish aspects of success. You know, even you can be wanting to do good things and be selfish about it. Pastors can be 
doing good pastor things and you're trying to bring people to church and trying to trying to build a bigger church and they can get into it and be doing it for selfish reasons you know they can be trying to build up their clout they can try to be they try to be the biggest church on the block you know they can be doing all these things that are good things but do them for selfish reasons and i think such a big part of christianity is balancing is balancing your motivation for anything but especially in success you know because i think we have to we have to step back and we have to ask ourselves what is my motivation for this why why do i want this you know do i want fame and fortune you know do i want people to know about me do i you know do i want to be powerful do i want to be this or that do i want do i want people to to make me feel good? Do I want to clear up some insecurity I have? You can go on and on and on about these selfish things. Or do I want to do this because this is what God has called me to? Or this is how I help other people? Or this is how I show love to people? And it's it's very easy to lean too far to the selfish side. And we lose sight of why God put something in our hearts, why God put a goal in our hearts, or why God called us to something. Yeah. And, you know, I think that kind of touching on that, I think if you're following the Lord and following what he um, what his desires are for your life, that he, you know, he will put that drive in your heart for whatever you want to be successful for. So it's okay to achieve those things. If, you know, you have this desire to make it big in whatever career you want to pursue, you know, if you have a desire to make it up the ladder in whatever career you're pursuing, you know, and you're following the Lord and you're making sure that that's what his, you know, still staying in check with him, making sure that's part of your, his goal for you, his purpose for you, then there's nothing wrong with achieving that success and, you know, having that, that personal goal yourself, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think we're supposed to have goals. And as Christians, we should strive for something. I believe that God, God is, asked us to be people of excellence, that we should, in everything that we do, we should honor God. And so whenever we go to work, we should have goals. We should we should say, hey, I want to be the best I can in this field that God has put me in, because it honors Him whenever we, whenever we do something special. And Mark Batterson has written several books talking about this, that in goals and dreams and desires, whenever, whenever we pray about a specific dream, whenever we pray about a specific goal, that whenever it happens, it honors God. And so he talks about in his books, you know, dream impossible dreams because whenever you do that and it happens, it honors God because the only way it could happen is if God showed up and did it. And so whether whether it's climbing a corporate ladder or whether it's pastoring a church and starting out small and just doing doing things the right way to try to make it grow – Regardless of what situation you find yourself in, doing things with excellence honors God because you show His love. It honors God because you're living your life in a way that would honor Him. But whenever you do something big and you've prayed about it and God orchestrates it on your behalf and you give that glory back to God, man, that shows other people what God has done in your life and what God can do in their lives. There's several goals and dreams that I've always had, and a couple of those have been writing and speaking. Uh, several years back, I, I wrote down a list of 
dreams and goals that I believed God had put on my heart. And so I work toward those. But to me, that's part of what success looks like. And, you know, is achieving those goals, is being able to do those things, but also being able to support a family, being able to work, being able to do those things. Uh, success does lean on that. At my work, I have another set of goals. And so in my life, there are dreams of being able to write and speak and people read it and see it. But in my day-to-day life, there are also goals of um, of serving God in my work, you know, serving my family by being able to provide and doing these different things. And so when I think about success, it can be it can easily become a selfish ambition, especially when I talk about my dreams, wanting to write, wanting to speak, because the only way that you can make any money writing or speaking is that people see it. And so it can easily become this this bloated thing about my own ego. So I have to bring myself back in line and and I have to pray about it and ask God to help me help guide me back to what his purpose and his plan for my life is whether I ever write books or people ever read them or whether I just live my day to day serving him and serving him through providing for my family and these different these different things So for the person that is looking for success and trying to strive for that what is your key to success? I was praying the other day about this. I was kind of discouraged, and I was just thinking about my dreams and goals, and, and all these things got to put in my heart, and even thinking about the podcast. And there was a moment in my prayer and thinking that, that God reminded me of a verse. And the verse that got to put in my heart is found in Matthew 6.33. And this chapter is talking about worrying about tomorrow. It talks about worrying about how we're going to be clothed and all these different things. And in the middle of all of that, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. And we talk about this verse a lot, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. And there are several times throughout scripture that something close to this verse is talked about, but it really spoke to my heart because for me, I can really get caught up in practical things. I'm a very practical person. And so for me, it's all about what do we need to do? You know, what are the steps? Give me a one, two, three, you know, give me a to-do list. And it's very easy to get caught up in my ideas and how have other people become successful. And in my search for the steps on how to become successful, I leave God out of it. And whenever I do that, it really doesn't matter if I gain success. You know, if I, as there's the verse that says, if I gain the whole world and lose my soul. So for me in my life, it all circles back to this verse. If you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to you. But this verse speaks directly to my own challenge of being too practical. Because it says, stop putting first your to-do list. Stop putting first what you think is going to work. Stop putting first all these other things that that on the outside look like they would be good things. And put first, seek first the kingdom of God. And so it, it just was this reminder to me in this moment of wanting success, desiring success, that God spoke to me and said, hey, 
if you put me first, everything else is going to work itself out. Forget your to-do list. Forget your, your steps on how to be successful. Forget all these other things. Because if you put me first, everything else will line itself up. Whenever, because whenever you put God first, all of a sudden you can have these incredible ideas. You can have these incredible concepts of how to do things that you might not have thought of before. And so whenever you rearrange your priorities in that way, it changes everything. It changes how it changes how you live and it changes what the goal is. So think about back whenever you learned how to ride a bike. And you start off with the training wheels, and you don't really have to worry about anything with training wheels. You're just going. Um but that first time you're going to take the training wheels off and the first thing that we do is we start to look to the side because we feel ourselves a little bit off balance. The wheel start to, starts to, to wiggle back and forth a little bit and we get nervous, we get scared and we start to, to look at the ground or we look to the side and most of us can remember our parents saying, yeah, just look forward. Just look straight. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. Just just look at me. And whenever we continue to look straight, we can get our balance. We can get ourselves back together. But it's because we're looking forward instead of looking to the side and looking at all these other things. And we're expecting failure when we look to the sides. We're expecting to catch our own fall or to try to correct ourselves. And it's the same thing in our in our own lives with success is that we can be bracing ourselves for failure. We can be worried about not doing the right things, and we can get worried about the tire wobbling a little bit. But whenever we focus ourselves on the right thing and focus ourselves forward, even whenever that doesn't seem practical, because the practical thing is to brace yourself for the fall because you don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> but whenever, whenever you focus yourself on the thing that doesn't seem practical, but that is the thing that will keep you safe, that's the challenge, but whenever we focus ourselves on God like that, even though it doesn't seem practical, even though it doesn't seem like the smartest move in the moment, or you're like, I mean, this is sometimes the way that I think, you're like, what difference is it really going to make? How much time I spend praying about this? How much time I spend reading my Bible if I'm not doing the things that I think will help grow what I'm trying to do? And so... We have to reconfigure our own minds and ourselves and say, you know what? I'm going to put first things first. And whenever I put first things first, my focus is going to change. And then I, I believe I'm on the path to success because God says, when I seek him first, all these things will be added to me. And so in your life, as you consider success, as you, you hope for these, these great things, we can get caught up in all the wrong things and it feels like the right things. But you focus yourself back on God and you seek first his kingdom. You seek first God himself and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that kind of goes pretty well with the verse in Proverbs that says man determines or the man can make his plans, but God determines the steps. Yeah. And to me, you know, I kind of interpret that, interpret that as, you know, I can set my goals, I can set my plans ahead of time, but de depending on how I, um, what my motives are behind those will determine how I walk in those steps God has planned for me, you know? Yeah. He, and again, part of those plans are plan number one and goal number one. Is it for God's glory, you know? Is it for um, 
the better of his kingdom. Yeah. You know, as, as long as that is priority and goal number one, the rest of the plans will fall in place because I'm following in the steps that God has already determined for me. And I'm not saying that, you know, we have no choice in that. My choice is determining whether or not I'm going to follow in line with those steps and make it easy for me, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, And that really is the question is whether or not we're going to fall in line with what God has, because we can buck and we can get frustrated every time a plan is different than we thought it would be. And that's the thing about following God and so many people that have lived for God for, for many years, they understand that whenever whenever plans don't work out like we think they do, you know, that's just part of following God is we take a step and God changes it a little bit. But in the end, we get to a place that's so much better and so much more perfect than what we could have ever imagined or thought of. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, he took that step, that, you know, that leap of faith out of the boat to follow Jesus. And he, you know, he could choose to look either way, but had he chose to look other ways, he would have drowned. You know, he would have, he would have fallen, he would have died, but he chose to keep his eyes on Jesus. And that's what got him. That's what kept him literally walking on water. (laughs) Yeah. Until he didn't, you know? Yeah. And. And so, even in our lives, there's such an easy parallel there that whenever we keep our eyes on Jesus, we can see the plans and the steps fall into place. Whenever we get our eyes off, that's when things start to go awry, and that's when we start to lean on our own understanding and our own thought process on how to handle situations. But, Molly, I want to ask you, because you've got a a particularly special way that you think about your goals and how you give those back to God. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, a few years back, I was just like, what do like, I think I was either fresh out of high school or about to graduate or something. I was like, what do I want for my life? What, you know, I'm about to be in this great unknown. What can, you know, what should I be planning for? And I was just kind of praying about it because I was like, I really, you know, as a, not a fresh Christian, but a fresh adult Christian. I really didn't know how to make plans for my future. Like, is that selfish? What, like, should I just walk around ignorant, I guess, and just hope that everything falls into place? Um, so I just started praying and started really talking to God about what my goals and what my plans were with God. I mean, excuse me, about what my goals and my plans were for my life. And, you know, I told God, like, I really want these to align with your plans for me. You know, I want to pray over it, make sure everything's right. And so I was writing down these goals and my goals were to, you know, get married, have children, whether that's fostering, biological, adoption, whatever that may be, and to have a career. And honestly, I had a plan in place as far as what I wanted to do career-wise, but it was really just, you know, whatever God had planned for me. And so I wrote those down and I just kind of told God right there, I was like, I added in writing, a God married to a godly husband that he God can use our marriage, you know, have children, whether again, adoption, foster, biological, that God can grow and use us to um, raise and to lead nations or whatever, you know, churches, build, continue to build his kingdom. And then, you know, my career, if God can't use me in the place I am right now, I, I want him to move me. So wherever that may be, and, you know, continue my education to do more things, whatever that may be. I always pray that God guides those steps. And to me, all of those things to me were success because that's what 
I viewed in my life as success, but ultimately the major success was being able to use however little or how big those things were for God's glory. Yeah, and so your perspective on it was, was God, these are my goals and my dreams, but whenever I get to that place, I pray that they, they honor you. That the that once I get there, that those things would honor and bless you. I think that's that's a great perspective to have, and that's one that that I believe that whenever we pray about those things and we seek after those goals, whenever we give them back to God in that way, it just opens up the door for God to honor and bless those those ambitions because He gets the glory from it. You know, He gets the honor for it, and so I think that's such a valuable valuable perspective to have. So, Josh, for the person that is a little discouraged right now because their life hasn't really gone as planned, they're not achieving the things that they had hoped for at this point, what would you tell that person? I would tell you to not give up. I know so many times in my life it's felt like I hit a wall and I had these dreams, I had these goals, I had these things that I thought were what God wanted for my life, and some obstacle got in the way, and I got really discouraged, I got really upset. And so I've been there even in the last several weeks. But I want to tell you, don't give up. God has put something in your heart for such a time as this. He's given you a purpose. He's given you a goal, and you should chase after it. There are going to be days where where things work out. There are going to be days where it doesn't work out as well. But don't give up. There are going to be disappointing times in life, but you knew that whenever you stepped into it. There are going to be more times that are discouraging. But you keep pressing on because the way we achieve any type of success, the way anybody has ever achieved any type of success is to fight through adversity, is to fight through discouragement and keep doing what God has put you on this earth to do. But also, I would continually talk to God about what you're going through, how you're feeling, because God gets it. God God is watching you take each step that He put in your life. And so, focus on Him. Talk to Him. Say, God, yeah, I'm just really struggling. I'm really discouraged. You know, I've got this goal. I've got this hope that you've put in my life. But I just don't see how it's going to pan out. I don't see how it's going to work. But God, I want to put you first. I want to focus on you. And He will guide you and direct you to where you need to be. And I want to mention to you that Success might not look quite like you thought it would. You know, I'm not saying that it's going to look totally different or, or whatever, but it might be different because if God is guiding you, He's taking you to somewhere special. He's taking you to somewhere incredible. And wherever He gets you to is going to be filled with incredible fulfillment. And so maybe it looks a little bit different. Maybe it doesn't feel quite like you thought it would. But watch for where God is taking you because you're going to feel that fulfillment, that joy of being where God has called you to be and doing what God has called you to do. But I hope through this episode that you can see that the key to success, the key to achieving our goals is to seek first the kingdom of God. There is no other substitute. There's no other thing that we can put in that that place. And whenever we seek first the kingdom of God, we we honor him with our goals. We honor him with our lives. And through all of that, God gets the glory for everything that we do. And a place and a goal that God gets the glory is a place that God will bless. It's a place that God will support and lift up. And so I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode. We'll see you next time.